It's Wednesday, May 11th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The House of Representatives passed legislation to send $40 billion in emergency aid to Ukraine and U.S. allies in the region, but objections from Republicans in the Senate could slow its progress to President Biden's desk. Support for aid to Ukraine as it battles invading Russian forces has broad bipartisan backing in Congress, but some Republicans have expressed wariness about spending more money without further oversight. House lawmakers voted 368 to 57 to approve the legislation late Tuesday with the support of all Democrats and a majority of Republicans. The package includes more than $18.7 billion in military and security aid both to Ukraine and to backfill U.S. defense supplies that have been distributed. Among other things, the legislation calls for nearly $8.8 billion in economic and budgetary assistance for Kyiv and spends money to settle refugees in Europe and the U.S. It would also send $5 billion around the world to address food shortages caused by the war. Meanwhile, Ukraine's natural gas pipeline operator on Wednesday stopped Russian shipments through a key hub in the east of the country, while President Volodymyr Zelensky said Kyiv's military had made small gains, pushing Russian forces out of four villages near Kharkiv. The pipeline operator said Russian shipments through its Novobskov hub in an area controlled by Moscow-backed separatists would be cut beginning Wednesday. It said the hub handles about a third of Russian gas passing through Ukraine to Western Europe. The move marks the first time natural gas supply has been affected by the war that began in February. It may force Russia to shift flows of its gas through territory controlled by Ukraine to reach its clients in Europe. Russia's state energy giant Gazprom initially said it couldn't do that, though preliminary flow data suggested higher rates moving through a second station in Ukrainian-controlled territory. In other news, the Biden administration has asked congressional leaders to approve the sale of advanced weapons and other equipment for Turkey's fleet of F-16 jet fighters. The request sets up a showdown with lawmakers over a proposal to sell more of the aircraft to Ankara as it seeks to recalibrate ties with Washington. The proposed weapons sale, which was sent to congressional leaders last month, highlights how Turkey is hoping to leverage its role as a facilitator of Russia-Ukraine peace talk and its backing of the Ukrainian military as a way to repair frayed relations with Washington and obtain new weapons. The potential deal would include missiles, radar, and electronics for Turkey's F-16s, representing a significant upgrade for the country's jet fighters. Turkey has hosted two rounds of talks between Kyiv and Moscow, while also supplying armed drones to Ukraine and barring some Russian warships from entering the Black Sea. Around the world, Ferdinand Marcos Jr.'s apparent landslide victory in the Philippine presidential election is raising immediate concerns about a further erosion of democracy in Asia and could complicate American efforts to blunt growing Chinese influence and power in the Pacific. The son of longtime dictator Ferdinand Marcos captured more than double the votes of his closest challenger in Monday's election, according to the unofficial results. His election comes at a time when the U.S. has been increasingly focused on the region, embarking on a strategy unveiled in February to considerably broaden U.S. engagement 
by strengthening security alliances and partnerships with an emphasis on addressing China's growing influences. And U.S. stocks swung between gains and losses on Tuesday as uncertainty over inflation, interest rates, and the economy continued to weigh on the market. All three major indices opened higher, with the technology-heavy Nasdaq composite up 2.8% at one point. By late morning, stocks had mostly erased those gains and appeared on track to extend a brutal three-day slide. The Nasdaq Composite Index finally gained 1% at the closing bell, while the S&P 500 ended up gaining 0.2%. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.